Vincent Jones Dixon is a city councilor for Gresham, a program manager for Africa New Life Ministries, sworn in a little over a month ago. On that same day, counter protesters were outside City Hall demanding the removal of a Black Lives Matter flag. Vincent Jones Dixon is joining us now to share more about his story, his vision for Gresham's future. Vincent, or should I say, counselor, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Well, I really appreciate you taking this time. You've had an interesting journey to your seat on the city council. Where do you where did that journey start to the degree you want to share? What attracted you to politics? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and um, before he has a question, you should know that he prefers Vince to being called by people who he considers friends. Well, I will let him tell me what he wants to call me to call him. But go ahead, commissioner or counselor. I appreciate that. Um, I, I think uh, for me, my journey uh, began, I, I would assume, um, during childhood. Actually, I'll start as far back as the age of seven. Um, we grew up in the church, and both of my parents, we were heavily involved in the church, and we uh, they always made it a point to um, serve the community and the folks um, and within our church community. So we uh, hosted folks at our home regularly. Uh, we did um, financial training classes, and um, we I always participated in different events and everything at the church from the age of like six all the way up to nine. And then um, it just have it just continued to progress through through high school. I attended, as you mentioned, I don't know if you mentioned this or not, that day with our North Catholic High School. And uh, one of the key pillars is service to our community. So I had a chance to oper- um, exercise my, my faith and, and do that there. And then um, I transitioned into the death care industry. And um, that's serving your community as well and meeting people in uh, such significant times in their lives. And um, I think it was there where I really uh, solidified my love for uh, for Gresham because I spent two years at a funeral home out, out here in Gresham. Um, and I just continued to get engaged and everything just continued to blossom from there. And then as it pertains to my current position in, in, in government or in politics, I think it was just, um, just from my, my engagement over the last uh, four or five years through the various projects and what have you. So, so yeah. You were a funeral director. A funeral yeah. director. What was the name of your funeral? What was the fa- name of your funeral home? Uh, it was uh, Bateman Carroll Funeral Home. Uh, and I, I worked for Dignity Memorial, uh, which is a, a corporate outfit. And I worked for them for a little over a decade. And I worked at about three or four uh, funeral homes during that time. You said death care. How did you decide to get into death care? That was all all God. I was uh, actually working at Walgreens, um, and a gentleman by the name of Mr. Bailey, he walked, came in and he asked me if I would be interested in working in, uh, in the uh, death care industry. Um, and it was just a, a, it was a general introduction, and I fell in love with it after the first, um, after the first family that I met with. What do you like about it? Um, I, I love just the fact that I get to sit with families in such significant moments um, and just to be able to walk the families through the, through the process. Um, that's the main thing that I, I love about, about that. What's the hardest part? That might sound like a really dumb question, but I'm actually, uh, it, it can't, the hardest part can't be, well, maybe it is that people die, but that's what the business is. That's what you've been doing. So what, what ends up for, for you operationally or emotionally being the hardest part? I'm sorry, could you, could you repeat the question? I said, what is the hardest part? Um, I think the, 
The hardest part is, um, uh, I would say, just determining the needs. Or the thing that I love the most about it is determining the needs of the family and then sharing with them what their options are. Um, especially for most people, um, it's usually usually make arrangements like once or twice in your in your lifetime. So most people, it's their the first time making arrangements. So just sitting with them and then um, sharing with them what their options are, and then um, I think that's that, that's the that's the part that I love the most about it. But at the same time, it's challenging because uh, you're navigating through all the emotions and. Um, and then you want to make you want to ensure that everything is done right because you only have one shot at it as far as um, making these arrangements for their loved one. You said that people get to select options. Does anybody try to ask for the option of bringing them back to life? <laughs> that's great. Um, I, I no, but I know that's what uh, a lot of people wish um, could happen. <laughs> is that I've what never... you wish? Do you, as you spend so much time spending time with families who are dealing with death do you find yourself wishing that you didn't have to deal with that or do you appreciate death as a part of this cycle i, I definitely appreciate death as a as a part of this uh this cycle um and i believe steve jobs he mentions that in one of his uh speeches that he gave at, at stanford as far as um death is what keeps us keeps us grounded you know, um, and um, that—that's one of the things that I love about the industry. Industry. I mean, it does—it does it uh, discriminate. Um, it's one thing that we all have in common. Um, and whenever it happens, you—it um, just—it just grounds us. It grounds us, and I've seen it time and time again um, throughout my career in that industry. We're talking to Vincent Jones Dixon, Gresham City Councilor, who didn't come on just to talk about the funeral industry or the death care came on to talk about being a new member of the Gresham City Council. How did that come about? That was not that was not initially part of the plan, or tell us how it ended up happening. Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. Actually, it's something that I thought about about five, five or six years ago. Um, I worked on a project called uh, Who is Rockwood? It was a community engagement project um, on this huge, I mean, uh, it's called the Rockwood Risings Project, and it was it had to do with this major development that they were doing in the heart of Rockwood, um, and the main purpose was to be ahead of gentrification and displacement and include the, um, the, the community that lives in Rockwood and, and Gresham in the planning of the project. Um, and during that time, a couple folks, a couple folks from the city and from the community um, asked me if I ever considered running for, for council, primarily because of my passion um, for, uh, for service or for community. Um, and because of my, my lived experiences. And at the time, I considered it, but I didn't feel as though I was, I was ready. I felt like I needed to learn more about how like, the city operates. Um, and then over the last four years, folks continued to ask me, is now the time in 2018? And I was like, no, no, it's not. And then, um, and then I planned to, to run this in November. I made that decision, I believe, around May. Actually, it was June of this year. And then when the seat opened up, I was like, why not get started early? Um, so I put my name in the hat for the for the appointment and interviewed and um, got voted in unanimously by my by my colleagues. What are you finding? How are you finding your role? What is so far dazzling or challenging you? Yeah, I think the thing that um, has surprised me is that I don't feel any different, um, and I think that's because of the work that I was doing prior to. Um, getting appointed to, to city council and what I mean by that is I'm still talking to folks from the city, the directors and 
employees and hearing from them, still talking to the community and hearing what their needs are, and then they're informing um, just my ask of like the city manager and the staff. I think the difference is now I get to make decisions um, and certain things are, are, are priorities <clears> or <throat> things that I'm passionate about or things that have been brought to me are a priority now. So um, I think that's, um, that's great. Um, and then also I think the difference that I feel is just this weight of responsibility now that I'm in this seat. Um, so that's, um, but it's a weight that I'm um, willing to bear. What are you finding the connection between your former life, your gig as a funeral director, and this? Any lessons? Anything that feels familiar or what things feel totally the most foreign? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, there's uh, quite a few correlations. I think the biggest thing, um, and I, I mentioned this bef- before, is just the, the art of listening um, and the art of meeting people where, where they are and, um, and then the art of bringing everybody uh, together and um, coming up with a, a, a solution or outcome that fits everyone. I mean, that's something that I have to do in the death care industry. And then also uh, the nonprofit that I work for is called African New Life, and it's based in Rwanda. And at the heart of Rwanda, it's, um, most people, when they think of Rwanda, they think of the genocide that happened back in 1994. Um, and one of the things that I focus on in my position at African New Life uh, when I'm preparing travelers for their time um, to go to Rwanda is about the amount of the progress that the country has made in their journey through reconciliation. Uh, so the things that I've learned over the last year and a half and the things that I've learned in the death care industry, I'm applying to my, my current position um, as counselor. Um, and then as it pertains to Rwanda, it's just the whole journey of reconciliation and looking at um, how, do we, how can we apply some of those same principles to how we do our work here in, um, in Gresham. Gresham, as you said, had some big political changes over the summer after Deputy uh, City Manager Corey Falls accused the police department of racism. Uh, How have those uh, accusations impacted Gresham, whether they've spurred police reforms, discussions of those? Say more about that. Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. I think um, the number one thing that it's done is started uh, conversations. Uh, for sure, and actually, the conversation started well before, way before Mr. Falls um, drafted the letter and, and uh, shared his his concerns. Um, and the conversations have gotten even deeper, and it's um, pushed us to engage um, to be even more intentional around uh, creating um, by, by focusing on our approaches to diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, and addressing some of the. Um, some of the challenge that Mr. Foles mentioned and other folks have mentioned, because he's not the only one um, um, uh, there at the city. There is a new radio station in Portland. Uh, the numbers focused on uh, East Portland and even East County. Uh, the mm-hmm. black community has moved east in, since I was a kid. Park Rose, Rockwood, the numbers. Mm-hmm. So now when there is a global movement about Black Lives Matter, we're not only talking about North Portland, we're also talking about East Portland and East County. Mm-hmm. The city council voted to fly a Black Lives Matter flag in Gresham. Some came out and protested it. What do you think mm-hmm. drove those protests? How do you hope to get folks on the same page? Or what do you think the appropriate response and objective is at this point? Yeah, that's it. That's, um, uh, I believe that 
uh, again, conversations need to be had. A lot of the, a lot of our constituents that have been up in opposition to the Black Lives Matter flag, um, they have stated they don't understand the reasons why. Um, and I believe that us as a council, and it's something that we committed to actually this last week at our council meeting, um, is to put put out a statement as it pertains to not only the flag, but just our commitment to the African American, um, uh, the Black American community here in East Gresham or in in East County. Um, and then also we're, we're going to be hosting a series of conversations around um, around that, just like our lives here. And, and Gresham's for Black Americans, for African Americans, um, and just race and uh, race and reconciliation, and that's something that former Mayor Bemis uh, started uh, last June um, or this past June, and we're going to be continuing that um, this September, actually, which I'm extremely excited about. There is a mayor's race in Gresham yeah. right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Travis Stovall, and, and I should put his background. The Pamplin, when they. Uh, uh, when they, when the Gresham Outlook came out with a story of your ascendant city council, one of the things they highlighted was you're the first black member of the Gresham City Council in what thirty years. Yes, yes, Miss Claudette was the, the first. There are uh, the two candidates I'm aware of in the Gresham mayor's race are Travis Sto- and I know them both. I would consider both of them friends, certainly more than acquaintances. Uh-huh. Uh, Travis Stovall, uh, African American community leader for a long, been a community leader in East County for a long time. Uh, and also uh, Eddie Morales, who who uh, you know very well. I don't know if you've endorsed in that race, but what are the issues you think are going to be most important in that mayor's race? Yeah, I think um, the 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 issues that are most important uh, for me um, would be um, just the conversation around community policing, um, the conversations around race and reconciliation um, within. Um, within uh, the city, um, there's a lot of conversations around just our, our budget as well. Uh, so those are the three the three main things, um, and then we also have um, just community engagement. So involving um, engaging communities, communities that have been most um, just being intentional about reaching out to communities that have typically or historically not been a part of uh, the conversations um, there at the city. I don't know if you're going to want to endorse in the race. You might not want to say who you think would be better, but which of those candidates would be worse? Which of those candidates would be worse, you, you said? Yeah. Uh, I, they Both candidates are, are strong. I, I wouldn't say either one of them. Um, neither uh, neither one of both of them would be effective um, in, the, in, the position, in that position. Um, I'm endorsing Eddie Morales, um, and that's just based off of... Um, his um, his level of of, of engagement um, and the work that he's done uh, over the last two years as um, as counselor, um, just the level of engagement that he's done uh, there in Rockwood and in, and in and in East Gre- and in East Gresham. That election is coming up this November. Uh, you yeah. are also on the Jeff. I I I I got a split because my ride my ride to the emergency room is gone. I want to say thanks so much. Vince, for joining us today, and forgive me for bugging out on you. Pop, good luck in the hospital. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. We're talking to we're talking to Vincent Jones Dixon, who is currently now just recently an appointee to city council in Gresham. Uh, before we wrap, 
you are on the ballot in November, yes, because you just got appointed, but that means you still have to run. Yes, that, that is correct. What's a campaign like as an incumbent for a month? Uh, it is, um, with everything that's um, taking place here in the city, it's been, it's been fun. Um, a lot of conversations about uh, people asking deep questions about just my perspective and uh, a vision for, uh, for the future. Uh, so it's been great. It's been fun. Well, this was our first Get to Know You conversation. Uh, Counselor, hugely appreciate your time. I hope we'll have a chance to come on. You'll have a chance to come on and talk again. We can talk about the future of Gresham, what you think the key issues are, as for so long Gresham viewed as a suburb of Portland, but as a city in its own right, a growing area in its own right. And to get a little deeper on the issues that are facing your town, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. You take care, Jefferson.